Are you telling me our intro isn't the thing you're constantly listening to on a loop? <laughs> it is, but I still have to find it, you know? Mm, that's fair. Got my passport. <laughs> Do a little untranslatable uh, Thai bow, Tai Chi. Get ready for the episode, Jared. That's right. You take it to the four chord, you gotta go forward a little bit. That's how you dance in the club, people. This is how you do it. Ooh, that was smooth right there, Jared. That was smooth. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about some of the most powerful passports, uh, meaning some passports that can get you into the highest amount of countries. And I also am planning on talking about, if you are curious on ways to get one of these other passports, some ways to do it. Uh, fair disclaimer, though, we are not your uh, legal uh, passport uh, consultants, and uh, this is no uh, legal advice, but just some tips on some ways, if you are considering getting another passport at some point in the future, how you could go about doing that. And uh, my man with the plan, my sidekick, my co-host... Uh, will be helping us out today. So without further ado, my good buddy, Jared, what's going on, Jared? Hello. As a fan of the uh, Bourne series, you know, Jason Bourne series, Identity, mm-hmm. Supremacy, these these movies, I'm um, I'm a big fan of, the, of that multiple passport life. You know, he was in there beating people up in newspapers and shit and, you know, driving cars down steps and stuff. But really, I was I loved it when he would, you know, be, be like in his little shitty apartment scrolling through like four passports and like right. pick one and slide it into Whip out his black duffel bag or whatever with like a couple stacks yeah. of bills and a couple yeah. passports. Like two sure. guns. Yeah, yep, yep. Probably with the serial number sawed off of him. Yeah. Exactly. And he's like, which passport am I going to pick today? For right. some reason, that was always, uh, I, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's uh, that's that's how you know you made it. So um, I want to know how to get some of these tips. Maybe we'll tell you some more tips if you follow us on social media on Translatable mm, Podcast. Good point. Uh, oh, geez. Spread a little love. On Translatable Podcast on, um, on uh, Instagram, on Translatable One, the number one on Twitter. Five star views, pleasures, please. Um, absolutely, on, on iTunes and Stitcher would be greatly appreciated. For those who are asking, yes, the deal with Spotify is still in the works. You know, we we just keep asking for for, for more money, and they just keep delivering. So we're going to see how far we can take it. Exactly. Um, you know, we were talking last episode about how I called it, and I did call it. Mm-hmm. Trump got suspended from Twitter within a week, uh, within the first week of January. That was pretty yep. impressive. I forgot. That I called it twice before, mm. actually, theoretically, that was the second call it was of the year, was the um, was the uh, permanent suspension, as they call it. I don't know why they don't just say banned. It's always a permanent suspension. Right. Uh, <laughs> Different words, same thing. So I called that, but before that happened, one of his final tweets... Uh, called another one of my uh, another one of my predictions for 2021. Two for two, and we're a week and three days into this into this thing. And what was that prediction, Jared? He tweeted that he is not going to the inauguration, mm-hmm. which and does not surprise me. It doesn't surprise bit. me either. Yeah. But I called it, you know. So just needed to make you that did. clear. <laughs> I did call it, <laughs> and. Um, 
and it's shocking. Now, I don't even remember any of my other predictions, uh, but I think two, two for however many I predicted is good enough, so I'll just leave it there. Well, you know what, though, Jared? We're, we're only one month into uh, 21 right now. And, I know. Uh, you, you got any, any other predictions for the upcoming year? Um, well, I mentioned that we're, we're, we haven't seen the last of, of the maggots. You know, the Ku Klux, the, the Ku Klux Klan has failed once. But um, that doesn't mean that they're not returning for vengeance, you know. So I, I do think that we still have to keep an eye out for that. I'm kind of mm-hmm. concerned about what what the future will bring of that. Right. Um, That's why COVID's I got my certainly passport not getting... right here, Jared. <laughs> COVID certainly not. Oh, I didn't even. For some reason, I'm so used to having backgrounds. I didn't even recognize this one this time. That is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, that I rem- those that map kind of reminds me of like uh, elementary school specifically or something like that, like the globes that we used to have. Um, that you know that actually makes me makes me w- want to know. This is um, regarding passport power. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how COVID affects passport power in the significantly, um, in, significantly. in the long term. Very significantly, and we'll take a look at that later today, Jared. Okay. So stay tuned. Okay. Hold on to your seats, everybody. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to do you want to um, spread a little? I'm love. sure you have some. Uh, I love do. To spread. I, I do too, by I, the way. But please oh, go nice. ahead. All right. I want to try a uh, slightly different method this time, Jared. Um, since we are zooming and uh, and vrooming, <laughs> as they say, that's what the cool kids say, Jared. I'm actually going to share my screen here again, and okay. uh, this is actually a great little story. Uh, from M Live, which is a very popular. Can you see it? Okay, Jared. Yeah. Uh, M Live, uh, which is a news uh, station here in Michigan, and a University of Michigan students start free online tutoring service for low-income families. Mm. Uh, and there's like a little sign here that looks like it was posted on a tree. Uh, free virtual tutoring, all grades. Um, here, I'm too old to read this without getting really close. There we go, Jared. <laughs> there we go. All grades, University of Michigan student providing free virtual tutoring for students who need assistance in math, reading, writing, biology, chemistry, physics, and SAT, ACT prep via Zoom or Skype. Um, so, yeah. So, the uh, University of Michigan student Alina Bardwell posted flyers advertising free virtual tutoring for low-income families in the Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti areas. Um, so, yeah. So, I think this is an absolutely fantastic story. Um, that this university student is offering uh, free tutoring. I do have some questions, though. Like, number one, I wonder how many students does she have and how how can she manage that time-wise with also being a, a college student? You know, how I'm about just you trying read to more to the article here. besides just the little byline, you know? Okay. You know, give us Maybe. some more information on Alina okay. Barwell. Well, here. So that's when she got the idea of becoming an online well, tutor. You skipped the first paragraph. <laughs> just read it. I, I, I feel uh, like this Ann Arbor, third- Michigan. Alina Bardwell wanted to get involved with volunteering over the summer, but because of the coronavirus pandemic, in-person volunteering was largely impossible. Uh, very, very true. Uh, that's when she got the idea of becoming an online tutor. Now she and more than a dozen, so it's not just her. Okay, uh, that makes more sense. Uh, she and more than a dozen other U of M students have created My Tutor, a free online tutoring service that helps K-12 students and low-income families uh, get help with their schoolwork. 
Uh, as schools transition to online platforms, Bardwell realized that now is the time to help students keep up with school, especially for low-income families who might not be able to comfortably afford typical tutoring rates. Um, and I think, Jared, tutoring rates, depending on the tutor, can be anywhere from 15 to 30, even more uh, per hour, which for mm-hmm. some families, you know, if you have a couple kids, that can get really expensive really fast. Especially um, during the pandemic when mm-hmm. jobs have been lost, too. That's certainly not helping. Right. Well, and also, how are you? How will you do the tutoring? You know, really, Zoom is or Skype is really the only safe way to really right. do that. You know. Right. Um, so yeah. So so anyways. Uh, so here is a quote from Bardwell. Uh, we all know that lower income families have been hit harder than anyone by the pandemic. Some have lost their jobs. Some have been forced to quit in order to help kids with school. Many are essential workers working long hours and cannot be home to help their kids with school. Um, We want to give back in the best, safest way we can by helping kids perform better in school for free. Uh, Bardwell drove around Ypsilanti over the summer and hung up posters with her contact info and uh, promoting free virtual tutoring. One uh, One family contacted her in August and asked for help. Since then, she's been tutoring their child twice a week and formed a personal connection with the family. After finding another family in need, she asked her friend, um, Johanna Bozik, a U of M sophomore from Chicago, to tutor them, and the two talked over winter break about uh, expanding the program. While just looking at the Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti, uh, while just looking at the Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti originally, that doesn't make sense, but anyways, mm-hmm. um, the duo found that online tutoring was a need for the Metro Detroit area. Uh, as virtual learning continued throughout the fall and into 2021. Um, and and it's going to continue. It's not yeah. like this virtual tutoring. You know, we still need, I'm sure there's plenty of children who still need helping assistance. Oh, for um, sure. You know. Um, and but I've, yeah, so. I've, I've heard that, um, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure it's still a problem, but like teachers <laughs> in general, like, that, like that's a challenge for teachers is like making sure kids are showing up to the virtual learning and uh, like it's it's now it's you know sometimes it's easy for them to just like not show up and you're just like i don't i don't really know where this person is and like and then uh like there was a story that i think maybe i read on here at the beginning of this thing where like this one teacher she was like putting in all this effort to find her uh find her students Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it's it's i can tell you man as someone who taught uh an english class with 200 students in it I really had no way of making sure all of them were constantly paying attention all the time. Sure. Yeah. Um, Their cameras are off. They're silent. You know, I would call on them and ask questions as much as I could. But how do you call on them if if their camera's off? Do you just have like the list of names? I have the list. Yeah. Oh, I've got a list. I'm checking it twice. They're all in in one classroom, right? You're the only virtual one. Yes. So, well, 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 it depends. The, a lot of the freshmen, if it was in the morning, a lot of them would uh, stay in the dorms because most of them were, okay. uh, a lot of them lived together. So they were all taking the same class. So they just stayed in their dorm rooms. Um, See, if if they're, okay. I, I'd understand the how it was actually better in the dorm rooms as well, which was another okay. reason why. I, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's what they that's what they told you. Uh, no, that's also what one of my <laughs> colleagues said, who's a teacher there. So, but but yeah, I was a little skeptical, but it was also my grad students who told me first. Right, right. It's not and like the grad students aren't as uh, they don't play as many pranks yeah, as some of like the freshmen graders. <laughs> right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's but anything- like uh, 
Jared, that's like when teachers uh, or, or students on Zoom tell their teachers, hit, what is it, like control F4 or whatever, and control oh, F4 yeah. closes out. <laughs> the, you know, they leave the Zoom meeting or yeah, whatever. Yeah, Alt F4, I believe, is what you're talking right. about, is what it oh, is. Man. So my shout out is kind of sad, actually, but it's, it's okay. a, it's a, um, I'm surprised that this happens as much as it does. Uh, and this, by the way, comes out on Sunday. We're recording this on Sunday, so I don't mm-hmm. actually know. You know, there may be an update by the time. But did you hear about the uh, the Indonesian jet that was uh, carrying sixty two people that just went missing yesterday? No, no, I ha- no. Uh, so a jet carrying sixty two people lost contact with air traffic controllers minutes after taking off from Indonesia's capital. On uh, a domestic flight on Saturday, and debris found by fishermen was being examined to see if it was from the missing plane, officials said. Transportation Minister, Minister Budi Kuria Sumari said uh, Sri Jaya Air's flight uh, SJ182 was delayed for an hour before it took off. At 2.36, the Boeing 737-500 disappeared from radar four minutes later after the pilot contacted air control to ascend to an altitude of 29,000 feet, uh, he said. The airline said a in a statement that the plane was on an estimated 90-minute flight from Jakarta to Pontianak, the capital of West Kalimantan, Kalimantan province on Indonesia's Borneo Island. The plane was carrying 50 passengers and 12 crew and all Indonesian nationals, excluding six extra crew from another trip. Uh, I, I find it so I just I mean, I hope they find it. I, it's just wild how often planes just go like missing, you know, like it's I like I mean, I understand uh, water is vast, you know. I mean, I, I don't know how vast it is actually there when you go from like an island to island. I mean, I imagine it's vast enough where you can lose a plane. But it's just, it's, it's uh, like, it's scary that that, that that can happen. And it happens, I mean, I'm not going to say commonly, but I've heard multiple stories of it over the past years. You know, it's not uncommon. Yeah, it's, I think what's scary is that it's still happening today. With yeah. all the technology we have, it's scary that it still happens. Exactly. Um, I feel yeah. like it falling out of the sky might be one thing. Like mm-hmm. our, like that, well, yeah, where plane, maybe we could yeah, wrap our head around that. Happen. But uh, head right. around that, even though it's obviously still terrible. But the the disappearing one is is wild. Yeah, well, it's like that one that one flight years back from Malaysia, right? That they yeah. never found it, right? I think they eventually did, but like years later, okay. I think they eventually did because I actually just brought that up with a a friend the other day, and I think he said that they did find it later but it did take like like a, a very long time and, and there was a timer that i think it felt like they all just assume like well that's that's that <laughs> right hearing hearing that stuff is terrifying i was watching it was on like national geographic or something the, the other day where um this the they documented this plane uh crash i don't know if it was in indonesia or where it was but um what happened was the it was a oh, what was it was it a Boeing seven forty seven I don't remember what type of plane it was, but it was a plane known for having an issue with like one of the rear like flight fins. That's not the correct flight term, obviously, but like <laughs> you know on the back of a plane like that the yeah, tail the tail you know it yeah, has the, the tail thing. fin is that what they call yeah, it maybe I don't know but I guess it broke or something which caused the plane to like abruptly turn and then just go straight down and the plane crashed. Um, and the plane crashed, I think, a couple hours before landing where it was supposed to land. Wow. Um, 
It's it's just it crazy when you hear stories like that. Did you hear is that? Okay. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, plane crashes, the seven seven thirty seven Max has been verified again for or like certified again for flight. So um, they're back out there. Uh oh. But I think I, that might have been the plane that that was. No, that one. Well, that was a computer thing. I, if okay. that the, the, the seven thirty seven was. Um, it had like this. I think it had something to do with like it had like a self leveling system, but it would. Um, but there was some glitch where it, it where it thought it was uh, it was going up. I believe so. It kept trying to you know quote unquote correct and and push and push downward. I, I believe it was a computer thing, not not like a like a mechanical part. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Anyway, okay. do you have a, another shout out? Maybe one more positive, like the first um, one. Well. I don't know if I would call this a sh- well. I guess I would. I'll, I'll call this a shout out. I can make this into a shout out. Okay. So, Jared, you know, do you remember a question we asked earlier on in the pandemic? I think it was maybe a l- shortly after I'd returned from China, and we were talking about wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what question we asked? What question we asked just rhetorically? I oh, guess we or we would, talked about yeah. Would masks become normal for like an extended period of time? No, um, the question was... The effectiveness of masks, like N95 and stuff. I'm trying to think what mask Kind of, you're getting warmer. (laughs) The the question was, the question was what, um, or will wearing masks uh, cause a drop in flu cases? Mm. And it turns out, we're far enough in the flu season now, it turns out that people working from home... Uh, wearing masks, doing a lot of these things has also dropped flu significantly so far this yeah, year. That makes sense. Uh, I mean, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, and I, I, man, I, I wish, and I'm sure it's not going to happen, but I wish this would, at, at the very least, I don't expect that we're going to be wearing masks forever, but at the very least, people would think twi- like it, there wouldn't be such, such like a um, stigma to wearing a mask when you go to the store. Like if you, have like a cold or something like that i you agree know? but I, I don't think that's gonna happen but i wish it would <laughs> right maybe, maybe one day who knows but not in the anyway, i don't think so it's gonna that, happen in the u.s anytime soon right well that shout out though goes out to all the people out there taking proper precautions being safe yeah uh, staying masked up when you need to be um seems like it's been working so yeah um keep up the good work i mean Speaking i certainly of, uh, have not been sick at all this year but it's because i haven't I haven't done anything. Better knock you know. on, knock on some wood there, Jared. I know, I know. Knock on some wood. I just jinxed myself for no reason. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't gotten really sick this year either, to be honest. Um, but you know what? Also, keep you healthy and sharp, Jared. Are yeah, those keep your uh, mind. tried and true, <laughs> untranslatables, which are idioms, proverbs, axioms, sayings, phrases that don't always make complete sense when we try to translate them into English. So we, your uh, certified, untranslatable uh, professionals, are here to decipher them for you. And I will get us started today, Jared, with a Japanese untranslatable. It is Mizuni Nagasu. Uh, And Mizuni Nagasu, uh, I'm not sure actually where the word stress is there, Jared, um, but the phrase means uh, let flow in the water. Let flow in the water. Just let, let just flow in the water. Just, just hey, live easy, man. Let, let uh, let let the let the world take you. Uh, let let the let let the go wherever the wind blows you, man. Don't be so stressed out about every move you make. You're, okay, you're getting warmer. It, 
Um, Don't obsess over the small things, man. Um, uh, hey, man. <laughs> Stay chill, bro. No, it's more about so say say for example, Jared. Stay on. Um, stay the course. Stay the no, course. No, uh, it's more like so. Say you, uh, you know, you you're doing pretty uh, well financially with your bank account with twenty six point, you know, two million there, mm-hmm. and uh, and twenty seven. I had a good. Uh, I had a good night last. Oh, night. that's right. That's right. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, that's how fast it happens did, when you're this rich. That's true. Um, and so you decide, you know what, I'm going to buy myself a passport for uh, Cyprus because with $2 million, Jared, you can buy yourself a passport uh, and citizenship into Cyprus. Like it's through an investment passport, a little teaser for later. But oh, you know shit. what, you decide, you, you contact your, uh, your passport agent uh, and he tells you, sure, just wire me the two, two, mil, two milli, no problem, and uh, we'll get your passport set in a couple weeks. And a couple weeks go by and you don't get your passport. And then a couple more weeks go by and you don't get your passport. And then your agent uh, sends you a text message and he goes, hey, uh, unfortunately, they've denied you your visa. They've been listening to this uh, untranslatable podcast you do. And they've decided that uh, you're just a little too crazy to be let into Cyprus. Mm. And uh, and then your your visa agent says, uh, well, you know what? I'm going to wire you back your two milli and let's wait for a couple weeks and uh, we'll try again. And you go, you know what? No, I don't want to do that. And then a couple of weeks go by, and then eventually you uh, kind of come around, and then you realize, you know what? I'm just going to let it flow in the water, um, and I'm going to contact my visa agent again, and we'll see what we can do. Let it flow in the water. You're just going to, like, like essentially forget, like, well, not forget, but, like, or, oh, you, you started nodding, like, like, forget the past and move on. And, tr- and try yeah, to like move forward. Forgive, forgive, and forget. Move forward. Don't mm, hold a grudge. Just I see. Let it flow in the water, Jared. Just I see. Let it drift downstream. Ah, I see. So you're gonna take that burden that's been sitting in your head, and you're just gonna let it flow in the water. Exactly. Okay. It's the world. That would now. be a good no slogan right mind. there, Jared. Let it flow in the water. Yeah, that's similar to what, what is it that you're? Oh, stay breezy. It's kind of a similar yeah. concept as staying Honestly, breezy. The, the kanji, the kanji characters are gorgeous for this. Uh, can I see? Yeah, here, hold up. Let me uh, let me pull it up and I can send it oh, to yeah, you. Oh yeah, you can't just here. show me because I'll see all your other. Untra- well, while you're doing that, I'll, I'll I'll give you untranslatable. Go for it. Um, it, my first one is Catalan. Which is a, a a language that's like an offshoot of Spanish spoken in parts of Spain, um, and it oh geez, pansa pansa contenta pansa contenta contenta you might know you might be able to put it's that like together happy happy yes. or content yes, and then I guess the other word you have to figure out at this point would be pansa. Which yeah, I'm not sure what that means. Uh, belly, I believe. So uh, the untranslated happy belly. There you go. Uh, happy belly. It's just like when you're satisfied, like everything's going good. You know, you're all good, right? Um, yeah, but it's more specific than that. Sure, yeah, it is all good. But why is it? Why? Why do you say that? Like, if I were to explain you as a happy belly, what? 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 What do you not do <laughs> that makes you such a happy belly? And or um, that I can tell. How can I tell that you're such a happy belly? Because you never do this. 
You're not complaining. There you go. There Someone you who's go. positive. Positive. Stay yeah. positive. Someone who never complains. Okay. Yeah. Or never okay. has strong opinions, they also do you, say. Do you know any happy bellies, Jared? Um, no. Uh, no. I think people that I feel like I know that come off as happy bellies, you know, it's like I feel like I don't trust it, you know? Mm. Where it's like I feel like it's a facade. But maybe so that's my what you're saying own, is uh, you can't always be a happy belly. That's what you're sure. Saying. Yeah, I mean, okay. life's not always uh, granted, but you can, no, you can, you can, you can be a happy belly because you can have problems okay. and not complain about them. You know. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So well, yeah. here, Jared, we were we were talking about this uh, kanji here and oh, what it yeah. looks like, and uh, here that's like a calligraphy version of it, but this is the kanji right here. Wait, forgive and forget. But the literal translation. Mm-hmm. What did you say the literal translation is, was? Uh, is uh, let it flow in the water. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So here yeah. they're they're having they're gonna have you convinced that that says forgive and forget. Which I mean that is what it means, but that's not what it right. says. Right. Mm. Well, it see, makes this sense is here. Here, this is how we test it, Jared. Watch, fun little test for all you, all you peeps out <laughs> there. Live. We'll we'll translate it, and then we'll be good to go. It should say. I'm curious to see now here, Jared, if it'll say in here. It should just auto. It will. Pick yeah. It up. Yep. Okay, flush. In <laughs> That's the water. even worse. <laughs> flush, but f- or flow. You know, obviously sure, you're probably sure, a native sure. speaker of it. And here, can you hear it, Jared? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. Mizuni, Mizuni Nagasu. Nagasu. Uh huh. There See, we go. See now, th- this is how this is how us Americans or or, or non-Japanese speakers are are, sc- are, get, are screwing ourselves over. This is why we can't just be getting tat like tattoos in different languages and being like, this means forgive and forget. And it's like, well, technically it means flush and water but <laughs> right right but i guess and that means forgive and forget getting chicken noodle soup <laughs> tattooed on your arm in chinese or chinese characters or in kanji of course i thought yeah. about getting a character tattoo was when i was in china but um i think i only would have done it if i would have stayed there an entire year and learned more chinese because mm. i think it's only fa- like if you can speak the language a little bit and you know some of it i feel like that's more legit than like uh, and nothing against people who go to tattoo shops and get characters, but just be aware. No, that really make sure <laughs> you know what they are. <laughs> yeah, you know, really make sure. Because if yeah. you just slightly mess it up, and now granted, you know, if you live in the states and you get a tattoo like that, most most people won't be able to read what well, it is anyways. That's but well, that still. was my not problem, but that was my thing with the website you were showing me. Is it had it say that it was forgive and forget, which is you mm-hmm. know, which is what it means. And it's a fine thing to, you know, want to have plastered in your home, I guess. But I feel like you should know Live, that love, it, learn, means, Jared. it means fl- it's an untranslatable that literally it's saying flush in water. That is what you have hung up. And that and it doesn't say forgive and forget, you know. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Um, my next untranslatable is uh, Brazilian Portuguese, as you, as you like Brazil. to say. Brazilian Portuguese. Chupa essa manga. Oh, that's a shut your mouth, isn't it? Uh, no. No. Chupa, okay. Well, first of all, chupa essa manga, you should be able to uh, translate pretty easily. Well, it's... What? No, what is it? Something chupa, about a man- well, Oh, it's something about a mango. Yeah. Right? What, how, how do people eat mangoes? They Do they peel them? They... They bite them. I don't know how. Yeah, they suck. Some they suck on them. You know, suck oh, this suck mango. On, Chupa. It, suck. It's like it's like f off, right? 
I don't know. No? <laughs> well, that's not what it says here, but you're so confident. Okay. I feel like I'm wrong. Well, it just it just kind of sounds, at least the way you said it, that's kind of how it sounded. You're you know? convincing like, me. I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like, a, uh, suck this mango. You know, imagine this motion being done where you're like, uh, like almost like a booyah, maybe okay. I could say. Is but, it, so but, is that, okay. No, no, that's not, that's not the translation, though. That's like, a, I'm trying to help you here. Right. It's like you would say that to like like um Chupa esa manga. Like for example, our 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 pre- our president for the next however many days said he's not going to the inauguration mm-hmm. because he lost. But if he had won the election, he'd be on Twitter every day saying to Biden, uh Chupa esa manga. Like I told you so. And no, no more no. more childish than that, even. Like na 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 boo This is, this is I, I don't but th- know. this is it's an untranslatable, I guess. Type. In your face. Oh yeah, okay. In, your, you. face. In your face. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like suck this mango. Yeah, I yeah. gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. Okay. That's great. That is hilarious. Suck this mango, bro. Okay. All right. That's pretty solid. My next one for you, Jared, is Japanese, uh, and it is koketsu. Which means uh, if you do not enter the tiger's cave, you will not catch its cub. Oh, that's easy. Like, uh, essentially, like, don't poke the bear. Or it's like, nope. if you mess with the bull, you're, you'll get the horns kind of nope. thing. Okay. That's what it nope. seems like, right? Nope. Is, uh, it easy, is it easy to go into the tiger's den and catch the cub, you think? Uh, no. Oh, it's doing a difficult task or like an impossible task. I wouldn't say impossible, maybe, but, um, but now I, I, I don't know why you would want to catch an innocent little tiger baby. Maybe you're trying to sell for profit. Maybe you want to create a a real life Disney movie and raise a pet tiger. I don't know what you want to do. Sell it to the Americans Um, for their, uh, zoos. Exactly. (laughs) For their Texas zoos. But anyways, let's just say that this tiger cub does represent like a reward. So what do you think? Oh, oh, it's like um, doing a difficult task. What do we like, call that? Like you ascending. Hear like a, you hear bodybuilders say this a lot. Personal, or like an action or an action hero in a movie might say it. Maybe. Um. Unstoppable. Uh, booyah! <laughs> no hmm, no hmm. Oh, no pain, no gain. That's right, baby. Yes. No pain, no gain. Yes. Basically, yeah. This basically means, yeah, nothing. They say nothing, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah. Um, I think that is says, well. That is mm-hmm. not translatable as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. I, that sounds like something I could hear my grandparents saying. There you go. Makes sense, though. It's true. Yeah, sure. Of course. It's true. Of course. All right. I'll give you one. I have one more. Uh, it's Catalan as well, and it's Figa Flor. Ooh, Figa what does that mean? is a fig, I'd okay. imagine. And it's bad fig. Is that like a bad egg? Someone who's a bad influence? Well, let me let me clarify a little bit more what a... Okay. Um, uh, but no, that that's not it. Um in the gardening world, a figa flor is a fig which grows on the previous year's shoot growth, and as a result, doesn't usually ripen as well or taste as nice. That's what a figa flor it really is. Does this refer to a person? Yeah. 
A per, you oh, call okay. a person. A person is a figa flor. Is it someone who's like kind of slow? There you go. Okay. <laughs> you are okay. not a figa flor. <laughs> give me another ham horn for that one. Give me, give me. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, let me give you another Japanese one. Um, I do. I really like this one. Um, this is kind of a, a funny one. Um, let me see here. Uh, Saru Mokikara Ochiru. Saru Mokikara Ochiru. I hope I said that right. That felt good, Jared. It felt good. Uh, and it says, uh, and this phrase is, even monkeys fall from trees. Oh, even even like the, even everyone fails in their life, you know? Everyone I'll, gi- fa- I'll, I'll give it to you. Okay. I'll give it to you. It would be like, you know, when we usually record, begin recording our podcast and, and, you know, more times than not, I forget to record something or do something right when we start recording. So, you know, mm-hmm. we always have to restart. And... Uh, <laughs> Jared's yeah. very patient with me normally, and he could say, you know what? It's okay, Chad. Monkeys fall from trees. You know, it's okay. Okay. we uh, Everyone, like, everyone makes, makes mistakes. mistakes. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, you know what? Something, though, you don't want to make a mistake in, Jared, is uh, not knowing where you can and can't go with your See, passport. that's interesting. Uh, yeah. You know what I was going to say? What's not mm-hmm. a, what I would have done, which is also not a good segue. But I, this is the route I, I would have gone. You know, what's not a mistake is have is owning a passport is not a Very mistake. Very true. I'd Very say true. that. I, I mean, obviously you have to pay for it, but it's relatively cheap in the scope of, in the scheme of themes, mm. and it's it's. I'd say it's it's good to have. You know. Yeah. You but never fun know. Fun fact for you, Jared. Uh, up until World War One, they didn't have passports. So people were just running around with, I guess, I guess, government issued IDs the from their home is, countries. Though, oh, so you had like a essentially like a local ID that showed that you were from somewhere, but not some sort of universally accepted piece of right. techno like identification right. technology. Well, yeah. I mean that makes sense though because I mean I imagine before I mean I mean probably even at that time international travel was like pretty much reserved for the rich you know yeah like it's still now like a a, you know expensive but back then first of all they weren't flying internationally i imagine in the in in the teens and so you had to get on some ship and so i feel like it it, like it was it was either something that rich people did ship trip exactly is either something that rich people did or was like a job you know like it Mm -hmm. wasn't really I, like I feel like the 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 luxury or, of travel or, wasn't really there. Yeah, that too. I mean, that's a job mm-hmm. though. The luxury of travel wasn't really there because it wasn't probably that luxurious, you know. And so people would do it, but it would be like, oh, I spent a summer in Paris, you know, because I, it took right. me six weeks to get there, so I spent right. uh, four months there or whatever. You couldn't hop on your Emirates jet and uh, exactly. sleep in your first class bed <laughs> and while you play your PlayStation Five. Take right. a shower. Go to the exactly. bar upstairs. <laughs> right, exactly. Meet some. But yeah, um, it's it's really crazy though, Jared. The idea of passports in a way, because really, if you think about it, passports is a way that governments can control and restrict your travel and movement. At, at the end of the day, yeah. You know? So I find it really fascinating that, um, I guess that you know we're, we're all okay with this. I mean, I, I really think it's a shame that passports can limit, 
can really limit where you go. And based on the government of whatever passport you have, it can also heavily influence, obviously, the other countries where you can go, how those other countries perceive you. When you as a private citizen might not have anything to do with, you know, your government, really. Sure. Um, you know, and it's, but, it's too bad. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the like, like, for example, us in the United States not being able to go to Cuba. And then there was that... And it's all just because of politics, essentially, because then there was that short time where it became illegal. But then I think they reversed or Trump reversed it because uh, mm-hmm. Obama made it legal. Uh, and and so, like, um, yeah, it, it is it is just like these sort of arbitrary rules on, on why we can't go somewhere like can it can't go somewhere where it's like, listen, I, I'm not like I'm not your enemy. <laughs> but at the right. same time, I mean, logically speaking, I do understand why. Like, like, um, some sort of track, like people would like to be able to keep track of who's coming in and out of their country, you know? I th- right. And I think that's fair in itself. Where um, it's like, we but, need to have some control over, over who, who, or some just awareness over who's here because sometimes people don't leave or something like that, or right. they commit a crime or something like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, so, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. But yeah, it, it is, it is, it is annoying. And, and some of the rules are certainly arbitrary or political rules that go back like you know decades and it's like right well i i've even had friends that have had um you know passports uh, or not passports but visas to certain places been denied mm-hmm. and then you just have to either reapply again or you just can't travel there um yeah. which or is your you know oh go ahead uh, which which is just too bad in terms of if you think about like travel tourism like economy, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you have more people traveling to places, you know, they're going to be spending money in your country. I would think you would want that, and that would be a good thing. Um, and the only reason why, uh, from my understanding, why her visa got denied was because uh, when they asked her, um, they asked her if she knew anything about like any historical buildings or places and she didn't know the names of them in english so she just said no she was going there to um do some sightseeing and see some friends and apparently the fact that she said she didn't know any historical or like the names of any famous buildings i guess mm. they thought it was kind of sketchy they didn't allow her the the like 30 day travel case, I, w- I wouldn't get to travel anywhere <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> right um no, that's interesting. Oh, so they didn't mm-hmm. believe, like, oh, you're saying you're going to see sites, but you can't name a site you're going to see. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I mean, that is sort of stressful, though, like like when you're uh, filling out, like, those forms, mm-hmm. and you're talking about, like, well, what do you, well, like, what are your intentions here? And it's like, well, well but granted, I, I say it is stressful, but I've never had, like, a, a problem with it where they're like, oh, yeah, well, what, what are you going to, well, I, I have, right. people, actually, when I came back from... I probably when I came back from from Czech Republic in, in Germany when I was visiting you, I went through London and in Heathrow, I I felt like a I felt like a damn criminal, <laughs> like mm. I had to go through multiple security like multiple uh and and not just and not just me specifically like I didn't this wasn't the quote unquote like you know where you're being randomly selected but there were like mm. two security outlets or checkpoints and then they had like this one where it was just specifically they sort of asked you questions about like actually I think they did that twice too just like ask you questions about where you've been and where you're going and like oh and then they did they they did say like oh what'd you see 
And I was like, um, uh, 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 <laughs> like I had to like, I was like stretching out trying to think of, um, should have just uh, pulled out your phone. <laughs> yeah, no, I promise here. Look, this is, this is my friend peeing on a, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so this yeah, is the, this is the bar. This is the beer place. This is the other beer place. This it, is the it bar. Was, yeah. It was certainly a little stressful. I also remember, um, there, there, uh, in like sort of, it's it's seemingly foolish restrictions. I, at least I remember this from a Top Gear episode. In certain countries, I don't remember the country this was specifically, but like you can't, like you can't have the stamps of another country in your yep. passport and then get into that country. They're like, no, we don't want people that are affiliating with that country at Which all. Which is why you need two passports. Yes, bro. Gotta get two passports. <laughs> yes. That's the way to do it. Dude, I the first the first time I really started hearing about that dual passport life um was uh in germany when i when i lived in mm-hmm. germany because yep. that was oh I, I whatever what you just sent me by the way i saw that and uh we can certainly talk about that we're yeah, going to yeah. the first time that i learned about uh dual passports was in germany because i didn't really think that was a thing that you could do in the u.s mm-hmm. but uh it certainly is and i i was i was impressed so um are, are you are i would you bring- also yeah i will in just a second i do want to say this one last thing i would love absolutely love to somehow have an eu passport because then you can get a job so much easier in europe yes i've seen so many like great job opportunities and then it's like eu citizens only apply and i'm just like oh bummer (laughs) you know yeah yeah yeah. uh are are yeah i mean but yeah it's hard to apply for a job internationally in general yeah oh but you just mean even like teacher related stuff yeah yeah, I I've gotcha. seen a lot of great teacher jobs and university jobs and study abroad jobs and a lot of different ones. So are, um, are we about to talk about ways that you can get more than one passport? We, we will. But before, before we get there, Jared, okay, I do okay. want to share my screen real quick and talk about this Passport Index, which is an awesome website. Um, I feel like when you look down here, Jared, it looks almost like at the stock market. <laughs> uh, you know, They have like a live... It, it looks like a mix of the stock market and like... Like, even uh, like sports FIFA center. stats, yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so anyways, this is passportindex.org, which shows you a lot of really interesting information about passports. So, for example, we can uh, go to rank and look yes. at all sorts of different ones. So here we'll look at just global. Mm-hmm. So apparently, ger- according to the passportindex.org, Germany is number one. So um, it's interesting mm-hmm. because Germany is. No, I saw that on on this as well that Germany is number one. And and I, but I've been seeing everywhere. Like if you just Google "powerful passports," I, what what mm-hmm. you usually see come up as the most powerful passport. Do you know what the answer is? Japan or Singapore? Yes. Right? yes. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think I think because the passport index is so up to date that it is actually it's probably accounting for. Um, for COVID and all that stuff, and I imagine that the restrictions on traveling to Japan and Singapore are 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 more strict than Germany at this point, and mm-hmm. so that's why countries like Germany, Sweden, Finland, and Spain that we see here, and some other ones that we'll talk about, have jumped up right. because. I, I, so I imagine if it, if COVID was not like like if COVID was not a thing, Japan and Singapore would be at the top, you know? Right, right, and the U.S. would also be a lot higher. Um, and speaking oh, of yeah. which, this is this See, is what I love about this website, Jerry. Because our Japan and Korea and, and and Singapore, theirs are lower because they're not letting people in. 
<laughs> right. Ours is lower because no one wants us to come to. <laughs> well, here, if you look here, all the red is COVID. You can't go or visa required. Right, 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 right. Um, visa required. The greens are fine. And then the yellow means you can go, but you have to like enroll somehow. So there's right. probably some sort of, you know, you have to prove you're right. false or something. A lot of the, the interesting thing though, Jared, is so Czech Republic, you can't go because yep. of COVID. But then if I remember correctly, if I go down here to Slovenia or Slovakia, which are right next to the Czech Republic, um, you can travel there. Yeah. Yeah. Slovenia. Slovakia. Yeah, but there's nothing you can. There's nothing they can do about that. You know, if, if people if if people are going to be shady like you, then they're like, well, whoa, 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 hey there, <laughs> hey there. I we didn't can't say stop I'm everyone, do it. but we just have to stop the we have to stop the majority that'll stop there and be like, all right, fine, right. I can't go. I e started. I don't know why more countries. Well, I know why. What more is countries an don't e visa? E visa. You just apply online. You submit oh, all okay. the materials online. You apply online. You probably get the visa online. And I would imagine you may even print they have it like out. A oh, yeah, you could probably print it out. But I imagine mm -hmm. if it's a quote-unquote e-visa, they probably have like a right. computer system where they can pull up your name at exactly. the airport or whatever. Exactly. There's, a lot of a There's a lot of COVID bans. A lot. Yep. yep. So yep. Germany is – oh, yeah, okay. So Germany is currently the strongest passport out there. Yep, 134. With, um, and we have 95 reds, which means you either can't go – or uh, essentially it's means visa, COVID. I think right. the reds are visa required or COVID. And um, give me another country, Jared. Let's do uh, Canada. Oh, Canada. This is oh, also that's Cambodia. Sorry, my bad. This is also a um, that's a very weak passport. Cambodia's mm -hmm. passport. Um, this is a, also a very slick website. Like it, it, it is. is the operations in in the the depth of it is very smooth and the abilities. Right. I th I'm going to be honest. I would have thought Canada had more would have more than 108 uh, countries they could. Uh, similar to us, They're, we're we're about the same score as Canada. Canada right. has five more countries that they can freely go to right now than right. we do. Now, what's interesting though is here. Let's look at let's let's change Cambodia for China. Here, uh, where is it? In the here? middle, in the middle. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Oh, wow. Significantly lower. Um, 61. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Interesting. 137 in the red. Um, oh, just because Visa, yeah. A lot of them are probably uh, pre-Visa, E-Visa. Um, I remember talking to a lot of my friends in China. So a, lot, a lot of them were... Um, pre -visa I think or I think COVID. visa required still means that you can't go though if it's red because there are some with vi with visas. No, all the ones that have visa required are red. Right. Okay, so you can go. You just have to go through the whole yeah. go through the consulate. process. Of so I imagine I imagine those. But like for example, look, this e visa right here in the middle for China is red. Mm -hmm. So the way so I imagine what they're saying is the way you get it is online. But it's still probably unlikely that you're going to get it, I believe, is what the red is saying. Right. Because because right. we saw in some other countries there were green in E-Visa or blue in E-Visa, which mm -hmm. I imagine means it's it's pretty easy to actually get it. So well, I think red, where it says visa required and it's red, it still means mm. that I think it still means that it's probably really hard to get that visa. Could be. Yeah, could be. I think it's interesting if you look at these, though, and just the distribution and a lot of countries have kind of... I'm surprised that the U.S. and Russia has actually a lot of similar countries. Um, 
it's kind of interesting to look at the way this compares um, across the board. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fascinating. Um, yeah. But yeah, it really seems like, you know... I'm going to say, I'm going to stick mm-hmm. with my theory, because if you look at the scorings, the ones with more reds have a weaker passport. So I think red means you need a visa, but you can't go. So yeah, red essentially means you can't right. go. That's what I'm going to say. All right, now let's compare some passport destinations. Any places, Jared, you'd like to go in the in the future once it's safer? Yeah, uh, Italy. You know, I almost went there. And while we're at it, I'd also be interested in going to South Africa. Okay. South Africa. Which flag is that one? I'm trying to... There it's, we are. Yeah, there right? you go. All right, let's take a look And let's here. also add in Australia, because they're, they've been pretty strict recently, and they're, they've had Corky, their... mate. All right. They've had their COVID pretty under control because uh, of how strict they've been. Oh, you can't wh- go... Wait, what? No one can go to Australia. <laughs> yep. There are zero available countries for uh, Australia. Zero. 41. Wow. You, country almost, has the you most. almost can't go to Austria either. Right. I mean, it's, you really can't go to Australia, but EU. Austria, you can essentially... Uh, there are... Uh, I love how Australia is one of the countries that Austria will allow in, which kind of makes sense. They're like, all right, right Australia is not allowing anyone in, so I guess you guys can come here. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so I'm actually surprised at how strict Austria is. That's yeah. that's a pretty weak passport right there. Let's see. Let's see. I bet you we have like 80 bajillion countries allowing us. Oh, only 12. Wow. Really? Australia uh bahamas is that oh is that is that what that is okay uh-huh bahamas and so does that mean people from the bahamas can come to the u.s mm-hmm. okay yep. is that does, is the is, what kind of associate what sort of association does the bahamas have with um the We're u.s clearly homies japan but now and to be clear though the ones you're saying are you're you're, you're, you're confusing you can't just say yellows and, and greens like they're the same thing yellow means that there's like a almost like there's a it's a slightly higher chance than a red that you can go. Green means yep. you're free to travel to these places. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, um, Only twelve. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised. Let's see. Just now, I'm I'm curious. Let's see. Let's change this one for China. I'm sure theirs is probably low. Twenty. Slightly better than the U.S., mm-hmm. but barely. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. United Arab Emirates, maybe. I think they're pretty... Oh, wow, 76. Yeah. So South Africa and UAE so far have the highest right now mm-hmm. of uh, countries what that would are you allowed think... to go visit. Yeah, is there a way where we could see who has the highest score of countries you can visit? Because I'd, I, I want to guess. Before you figure it out, though, can we guess? It's probably charts, maybe? Le- um... I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh, we can... I would... Yeah, I have no idea, I'm honestly, say... Jared, which country... Would let the most. I'm just, people I'm just in. gonna guess and say mm-hmm. Brazil. Oh, okay. That's the random right. guess. I have no idea why. I would guess and say. Oh, I have no idea. I really have no idea. Um, I'll, I'll say Japan for some reason. I don't know why. That's Let's certainly not going to be Japan. Wait, wait, it's not. Wouldn't it be uh, pass? If uh, there's no way to rank it, uh, this chart is uh, uh, all over the place. <laughs> there's a lot going on in this chart. Okay. That's not what we okay. want. All right. This is also so. this is this is primarily a uh, audio podcast. And we've gotten lost in this website. We've gotten yeah very visual. Let's, so here, let me stop my share. Let's and, chat. Uh, yeah, let's chat. 
Let's let's do it. I think the the crazy thing though uh, about passports is um, just the you know the process you need to go get it, um, and and also like we've talked about some of the countries uh, it can be a lot more difficult to get in uh, depending on your passport. So one way to avoid that, Jared, is you could look into getting another passport potentially. That'll um, really up your passport power. I feel like that's a huge flex too. If you got the the, the double passports, you're good to now, go, my man. I can think of one way off the top of my head that I know you can get, and I'm sure you have ways that I cannot think of. But mm-hmm. I have a way that I can just think of off the top of my head. I know in certain countries, for example, uh, like Ireland is an example I, I I know of. If you have like like if you have um, like uh like uh relatives or excuse me like your your what do you call the relatives older than you ancestry you, ancestry like within like a couple generations from Ireland then you are uh eligible for uh, dual citizenship in Ireland like it's it's not even that hard like if you have a grandparents essentially that are Irish then you can but you grew up in America or like great grandparents I think even then right. you can get a uh, Irish passport and why so not? F- if you can, if you can, why would you mm-hmm. not do that? It's like, right. for example, because then my, my first example would be: All right, I'm an American, and I could you could you do the move now? I don't know how. Do you know how two passports work? If I were to be traveling to um, Europe, for example, let's say I'm traveling to an EU country. Ireland is an EU country, and so um, is it. I thought it's not now because of Brexit. Isn't that just England that was involved in Brexit? Is it? Or is it I don't all think, of the I, UK? I don't, think, I don't think Ireland is involved in Brexit. I'll Google it. Um, because Ireland uses, like, euros, too. Um, uh, um, see, now I lost Chad. Yep. <laughs> yep. St- yeah, they're, they're in the EU still. Okay. Yep. Okay, so continue. Say I'm, say I'm traveling to uh, Ireland... Which is in the EU, as I said. Chad uh, doubted mm-hmm. me, but I was right. And I'm getting out my euro. Um, I have my euros in my pet ready for my trip to Ireland. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I, I at the airport here in the U.S. I show my my American passport so I can go through the through the you know the U.S. citizen line, which is usually the the more the less hassle the more hassle free one. And then when I get to Europe, I go to the can, can I then go through the EU only line? Yep. And uh and quickly go through with my EU your uh, Irish passport. Exactly. See that, that's the plan. Yep. Like I, I have a buddy from that Chile. That seems shady though cuz I feel like then I feel like the the point of them is is uh, the passport is for them to be able to like, like track you, but there's no history of you entering the unless your passports are connected somehow. I don't know. And they could see like yeah, in the computer I system. This I person has two passports. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't I tell know. you how that works. Um, but yeah, but you have so, a, you yeah, said so you had a friend from Chile. Yeah, uh, I have a friend from Chile who has a uh, German passport, a French passport, and a Chilean passport, all because of ancestry. That's uh, wild. So if he wanted, he could go to France or Germany and work no problem. Um, oh, and really, anywhere I didn't else even in think the about EU. working. I just thought about yeah. cutting lines in an airport. <laughs> no, working, my man. Working is oh a big one. Gosh. Investing in property is a big one. Um, maybe even voting, maybe, I'm not sure, 100% sure on that uh, one. Yeah. Um, but anyways, there are a couple other ways. So yeah, so Ancestry is one. 
Um, another one is to just live in that country long enough to become naturalized, which is not the fastest or easiest way to do it. Right, because um, then you still and, need to like have a job that kind of has mm-hmm. to financially support you right. a little and, bit. And most places, it's like anywhere from five to fifteen years, depending on the place. Um, there are like fast track uh, types of citizenship, but usually this is more for like elite athletes and like stuff like that so like your, mm-hmm. your common person is probably not going to be eligible for those types of uh like sped up processes the other the fourth way though jared is and the the more practical if you got some serious bank rolls uh would be to get us uh get citizenship or get a passport through investment is what it's what it's called so there are different countries where you can invest a certain amount of money in either real estate or in in like this type of fund they have, or whatever, and then uh, and different countries have different time frames. But then you will get a passport for that country, and then you can also live in that country. Obviously, like, essentially like a showing your commitment to the country through a big Monetary, financial investments. Yeah, a huge. Do you one. have a list of those countries? Because I. I, I, I do, but before I talk about them, do you have a guess on how yeah, much you see, think people... Wh- okay. Oh, how much? Okay, okay. Well, before you kind of gave it away uh, when you talked about Cyprus. So well, I know... That, one's, that one is, I would actually say, uh, kind of an anomaly. That's the higher, the higher end? Yeah. Interesting. That seemed like... Oh, interesting. I'd, I'd expect that to be the, the going rate. So, so we know that Cyprus allows this and it's $2 million. That's the higher mm-hmm. end. Okay, that's a good yep. starting line. So I'd imagine, I want to guess that Monaco also does this. Does Monaco um, allow this? Well, they might, but the list I have are supposed to be ones that are uh, require the lowest, actually, amount of investment. Interesting. So I couldn't, yeah. So uh, the lowest, I imagine, would be 100 grand. Very good, Jared. Very oh, good. Wow. Okay. Any Any idea what countries might allow that? Hmm. Hmm. A hundred grand. I'll give you a clue, my man. They be on an island somewhere. <laughs> okay, Jamaica. That's my terrible attempt. No, that's just supposed to be an islander accent, not oh, even just Jamaican. Oh, okay. Um, but, but maybe that was more of a Jamaican accent. I mean, I don't um, know. But they, Barbados. Um, um, I believe Barbados is in this list. Let me let me see here one second. A lot of them are islands, actually. Oh, so um, a lot of islands allow this, like Saint. Uh, a lot, some of those Saint Islands, Saint Martin, Saint Thomas, one of those. Uh, Saint Kitts and Nevis, but they Saint have one hundred and fifty thousand dollar minimum. That's not that investment. bad. I mean, now obviously that's a lot of money. I say that mm-hmm. like, it's not like I have a hundred grand laying around, right. but um, like that is not as like that. That is if 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 you want to make that a goal, that is a I, I feel like attainable goal mm-hmm. over over yeah. like however long in your lifetime to save up a hundred grand yeah i mean i think you could do it depending on your job in 10 years sure 10 or but 15 like if years you even want to like make it part of like your retirement plan where it's like i'm gonna have a retirement fund but also right. part of that is that i have the a hundred thousand dollars that it takes to just get me to go straight to some lovely island somewhere and some people do it, Jared, to avoid some taxes. So oh, you can yeah. also do that too. So I imagine you can open, another open up bank accounts. I imagine another country on that list might speaking of avoiding taxes, Costa Rica. Is that on uh, the list? That one is not on this list. Well, because I know a lot of rich list, people Jared. go to Costa Rica. <laughs> right. Right. Um, the only reason I brought that one up. So let me let me read through this list for you. So okay. uh, Antigua and Barbuda 
uh, is a hundred thousand minimum investment. There are three different avenues for securing citizenship in Antigua and Barbuda: a direct minimum hundred thousand dollar contribution to the National Development Fund, or you can purchase of a uh, the purchase of approved real estate with a minimum value of four hundred thousand dollars. So there, you could even purchase real estate where you might. Uh, make money, get your money back. It's not like you're just you're not just you know, paying them like cash, right? A, a payment. Um, well, that yeah, exactly. that's great. Where it's like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like you're you're invest you like you could make money off of quote unquote and you know because you are investing in the in you're literally mm-hmm. they call it an investment because that's what you're doing. Or right. like you're yeah. So here's another one for you, Jared. In case you uh, got a, a cool 1.5 milli sitting around. It's burning a hole in your pocket. You can also purchase an eligible business for a minimum amount of 1.5 milli. So you know that hot dog guy uh, with that hot dog stand down the street. You purchase his hot dog stand from him mm-hmm. uh, for 1.5 milli, and you uh, hire him as uh, your employee. And uh, there you go. You can have your citizenship in Antigua and Barbuda, Jared. So easy peasy lemon squeezy. Can I can I just give you one real quick? You I looked at mm-hmm. Monaco. You know how much the cheap ones are going for. Monaco, okay. as you know, is a you know a very fancy rich person island. Uh-huh. Where do ten you, million? No, you said no. You're right. By the way, Cyprus is an anomaly. Okay, but where do you think Monaco lies on on this list? So it's not ten million. No, because as you said, Cyprus is an anomaly. So what I'm saying is, it's not probably not going to be more. Okay. Than Cyprus. Mo- really? Then Monaco yeah. is just a million. It is a million. But the thing about it is $500,000 of that has to be kept in a bank account. So you, it, so half of that has to be just cash, like that cash mm-hmm. money, baby. Cash. And then the other half, I imagine you can invest in, invest in property or something like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, a million at the end of the day. So maybe though... Um, Oh yeah, no, never mind though. But if you're you, uh, could, if you, have get, enough- you could get yourself ten ten passports for the price of one in Monaco you, if you went to a couple of these different do ones. Do you think with they allow 000. that? They'll just allow you to keep getting pa- like you could just invest in multiple like say you do that. You buy a property on four different islands. Could you just walk around with five passports, including, you know, whatever country you're originally from? Why not? Is there a law so. that says you're not allowed to do that? For some reason, I feel like it, maybe once again, I'm just uh, jaded by uh, the Bourne Jason series. Jason Bourne could do it, Jared. <laughs> yeah. He did it. <laughs> yeah. Did he just buy these? No, that, that was way less cool. I thought, I imagine he spent well, like... Well, probably the CIA or whoever he was working for bought them. Oh, but, but that's yeah, how we so, got them. But somebody them was... bought them. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I never really you fully pay thought for it of somewhere, how, Jared. I, for some reason, I thought he like made the, made them or something. Or, I mean, or they could have been falsified or counterfeit. Sure, right. That's another option. I wonder so if you could do that. A couple though, other like, places. Them. Okay, yeah. Go, well, yeah, yeah, well yeah, if right, you do, right. if you make it counterfeit properly, it, it should it some should other do places. That. Um, other places, Dominica, which is a uh, a Caribbean island, also a hundred thousand dollar minimum investment. So either so there are two different ways here for securing citizenship in Dominica: a direct minimum one hundred thousand dollar contribution uh, to the country's econ- economic uh, diversification fund. So that sounds kind of like stocks, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, the purchase of approved real estate with a minimum value of two hundred thousand. And I mean, for some people, two hundred thousand uh, in Dominica probably goes a long way for a home. 
I would imagine. You're probably living in some type of nice mansion by the seaside. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, so that's Dominica. Another one, St. Lucia, 100 mil, uh, 100 million, 100,000 minimum investment. Uh, so here there are four different ways, Jared. Uh, a deposit to the National Economic Fund, a purchase of a, approved real estate with the minimum value of 300,000, a five-year minimum $500,000 investment in non-interest bearing government bonds, uh, or a minimum $3.5 million investment in an improved enterprise project that creates a minimum of three permanent jobs. Hmm. So you could open up three hot dog stands at this place or three, That's hilarious. three, three smoothie stands, I guess, since we're on an island here. It's nice and warm. Or three... Now Three I wonder water stands. Now yeah. you have these ridiculous uh, jobs that you're bringing up. Right. But I wonder if employing three people could mean like this. This is my um, like this is the nanny for the kids. This is um, mm. like my personal assistant. You know, my personal still, trainer and my pool boy. Yeah. Exa- oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or this is like <laughs> yeah. Like is, does that count? As the, or I wonder, or is it like, no, you actually need to like be creating jobs, you know? Or Probably like, legit. like, I mean, like creating well, that is a income. Legit job. Like, it is creating jobs, but you need to be like creating money from a job, well, from if, a business. Right, right. Like, I yeah, am a business yeah. man. That's I'm not right. a business man. I'm a business man. Exactly. You know who said that? No, who said that? I think it's Jay Z. There we go. Uh, Now, Jared, if if you're not feeling the islands right now, another place you could go is you could go to Moldova, which Mm. is in Eastern Europe. Yes. uh, And uh, they have a direct minimum payment of uh, 100,000 pounds, which is actually around 117,000 US dollars. That's right, Mike. Okay. and uh, once again, that would be a contribution to the uh, public investment fund over there. Um, That's and not so bad, that is bro. how you do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is really an, like a eye-opening episode for you, huh? And the, and the thing is, like, you don't even have to theoretically. Now, you should have a nest egg. Let's be clear, you shouldn't. But like, you could do that. And then get a job like you don't like it doesn't have to be some sort of ridiculous situation where you're just like you buy your way in and and just like, you know, are some ridiculous rich person. You could be like a, you know, just someone that saved 100 grand. And then it's like, all right. And now I have, you know, I have the college education to go get some office job and continue and just live your life Mm -hmm. in Moldova on an island. Right. Or in Moldova. Right. Yeah. Or another place. (laughs) Another place, if you got a little bit more money to burn than uh, one hundred thousand, uh, here it's nine hundred thousand uh, hmm. minimum investment for Malta. Malta. So if you want to go to Malta, uh, nine hundred thousand. There's a couple different ways you can secure citizenship in Malta, and there are three financial. Requ- oh, sorry. There's only one way to secure citizenship in Malta, and it includes three financial re- uh, requirements. Number one. A direct po- a deposit of uh, six hundred and fifty thousand uh, British pounds or seven hundred and sixty-five thousand U.S. dollars uh, to the development of Malta. It's like a fund, I guess. A property rental that amounts to sixteen thousand pounds or eighteen thousand U.S. dollars per year, 
or the purchase of real estate with a minimum value of 350000 uh, British pounds or 412,000 US dollars, and then also a minimum investment of 150,000 dollars, uh, 150,000 pounds or 176,000 US dollars in government bonds. Um, so that's quite a, quite a lot, I would say, Jared. <laughs> Malta's um, uh, isn't that like a fancy island, though? Yes, yeah. It's that pretty expensive sense. to live there. Now, Turkey, if you do want to go somewhere that's also kind of beautiful, um, you know, weather-wise and stuff, uh, Turkey, their minimum investment is $250,000. Um, and there are actually multiple avenues, Jared, for securing citizenship in Turkey. Number one, you could purchase uh, real estate with a minimum value of 250000 You could deposit a minimum of $500,000 into a Turkish bank account. So you know what, Jared? Maybe you wake up one day and you got six hundred thousand dollars in your bank account, and you're like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to deposit five hundred thousand dollars, go to Turkey, and become a <laughs> Turkish citizen. You know why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, a minimum uh, of five thousand dollar investment in government bonds, or a, a lot of this here is is like a five, so half a milli basically. They want sure. give me half a milli, and you're good to go in Turkey a few different ways. Uh, also, half a million contribution to real estate investment fund. Or a venture capital investment fund share. Okay, 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 okay. You don't have to go into the nitty gritty. It's essentially just various forms of investment. At the end yep. of the day, all, yeah. At the end of the day, all these is yeah. Just it's not pour just lots it's, of money. It's not even just like go. paying your way in. It's like we need to know that you're like invested in this. Which you know? is which is smart though, honestly, because it it kind of makes sense, and I think it. Ge- I mean, it literally gives someone an an investment in the country. Sure, you know what yeah. I mean. It's. And, and it's sort of a, a, a way to guarantee that that there's like that they're like contributing to the economy, like you know, to the you know the economy somehow. So yeah, it makes right. sense. I, I mean, I, I get it, I get it. And it's also probably a great way to just uh, like make money too for a country. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about um, you know we talked about all these powerful passport countries. Germany um, was one that I remember. <laughs> this is number one actually. Right. Japan, let's let's talk. Oh yeah. Right. 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 Let's talk about uh, the damage that COVID has done to the American passport, mm. Chad. And I mean, it's 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 basically completely changed the face of travel for last year and for this year. Well, I'm curious to see how much longer. These travel bans will be instated. I have a feeling it's going to be until we get our shit together in the U.S., which might be a long let's, time yeah. from now. Let's. I'm sure coups, Ku Klux Klan's don't helps. Don't help. Don't helps. Don't help. Doesn't help. They don't don't help. <laughs> That's, That's right. a tough. Ku Klux Klan's don't help. That's for right. sure. But yeah, no, it's the um, Putsch pals are not doing us any favors. I. I oh, here's another prediction. I predict mm-hmm. that. In, in, in the in the near term, the you know the short fu- the short future term, there is going to be some sort of um, wider spread like COVID vaccine or COVID negative test requirement upon entering a country, and so the, I there, I imagine that there's going to be some sort of maybe sticker or something you can put in your passport, mm-hmm. or, or or something like that saying that um, that you've been cleared. And I think that in spite of that, it's still going to be difficult for us uh, us Americans to travel around a lot because of, and and I think that in the future, um, people aren't like if in, in in if there's more pandemics to come, which it seems like there are, people are not going to forget, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. Well, here I just googled this, Jared, because I was curious. 
when will international travel return? A country to country, a country by country guide uh, to coronavirus recovery. Uh, this is by a uh, gentleman named Clint Henderson, um, and this is from the pointsguy.com. Um, so, uh, coronavirus has frozen in place uh, for the most part, uh, and dreaming of when we can start booking travel again. In the meantime, we've been doing a lot of stories um, about what those dream trips look like. As countries slowly start reopening their borders to travelers after months of lockdowns due to COVID-19, the points guy uh, is here to uh, guide you through the latest in the ever-changing rules and regulations. Um, all right, so North America, U.S. U.S. remains the epicenter of the COVID-19 outbreak, unfortunately, yes. Uh, U.S. has more cases. That's, <laughs> that's right. Make America great again. We're number one. <laughs> Most COVID cases in the world. We're a bunch of, okay. <laughs> Anyways, yes, uh, there is no countrywide testing mandate for entry, which is stupid. We should be having these kinds of things. Um, CDC began requiring that all air passengers from the U.K. test negative with a COVID-19 uh, PCR or antigen test taking within 72 hours of departure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's the U.S. Um, basically, it seems like uh, um, some places can still travel here. U.K., you need a um, test. Canada, uh, Canadian government, uh, says that the border will likely remain closed until COVID-19 cases stop climbing in the U.S., which could be a while. Mexico uh, began slow regional opening on June 29th, uh, and many COVID restrictions have been uh, lifted. Uh, Puerto Rico, we won't go through all these, but uh, so it looks like, though, um, a lot of the U.S. ones and U.S. related ones are open, Jared, um, to travel. Whereas, as we saw with the other website, it seems like obviously a lot of the European countries um, are not open right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, who knows how long that will be? Um, like we said, I think it might really depend on how long it takes for us to get a handle of things here in the U.S. Um, sure. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully uh, with uh, with the new administration coming in, that we will maybe get a better handle on things. But I'm not. We'll see. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Um, no guarantees for anything, you know. Yeah. Let's talk uh, about the song of the pod. Let's do it. What's the title of our song of the pod today, Jared? Uh no, I'm just kidding. It's passports <laughs> or passport. Actually, no, I didn't. Passaporte. It's passport, not passports. Pass. By a passport. A song of the pod, friend of the pod. Uh, not uh, he's fam- You know, not unfamiliar to our song of the pod segment. Mm-hmm. Masigo. Yep. Very fitting. Um, and it's essentially about uh, Masigo traveling the world and speaking random languages. And talking mm-hmm. about how he needs his passport. And it makes exactly. Chad want to point his fingers. That's right. Do, do the little passport <laughs> dance, you know? It's a, it's a, it's a cool song because it, it has this kind of slow, kind of jazzy trap beat. And it starts, and it's, the song starts off uh, with this, uh, I think, this woman in the background saying, Well, you can say, Yo tengo mi pasaporte, which is Spanish for I have my passport. Mm-hmm. And then another voice uh, says, uh, in French, or you can say um, "j'ai un pass." Is that right, Jared? Is that how you say that? I think so. I'm, I'm not. Jared's our French expert here. Um, <laughs> no, but oh my god! <laughs> the, any French listeners right now are probably scoffing when they've heard either Jared or myself try to pronounce things in French. But anyways, but yeah, but this song has just such a cool vibe to it, and it has these like um, kind of Asian style. Um, strings going on in the background, Jared. Did you pick that up when you were listening? I don't to think it? I did. I'm gonna have to give it a sec, a closer listen. 
Yeah, but it has this slow kind of beat to it. And you're right, the whole song, the premise is obviously to get your passport and, uh, you know, go do some traveling, go do some exploring, which I think is definitely something a lot of us have been uh, yearning for for quite some time now. Um, I'm really hoping, Jared, this coming summer I'll be able to do a Euro trip. Um, but we'll have to see. Who knows? Uh, what's what's your prediction, you Jared? You've Mm-mm. done some predictions already. Do you do you think it's not going to happen? Mm-mm. Not going to happen. Do you feel okay. comfortable? Not not this year. You'd feel comfortable flying to Europe and In just July? vacationing. Yeah. Um, it's not well, going to happen. They depends don't want how the situation. Disgusting is. American. Uh, <laughs> covid mouth <laughs> so it's all right jared i've been saving up to uh obviously buy a malta passport and then i'll, I'll be good to go yeah you know i mean you said yeah i'm moving solved. out yeah that's right Home- homeless that's in right. malta i spent all my money on the on the passport right um, exactly <laughs> no um I, I don't think it's happening this year either okay i think i think well uh, i don't know i don't think i think 20 2022 is when you should Think about traveling outside of the country, even okay. to Canada, for that matter. All right, all righty. Okay, I, fair enough. I do miss Canada because there's one of our, our favorite Italian restaurants is right across the border, and in, uh, in Ontario, and we can't nice. go. Nice, but yeah, but this Not song nice. is definitely definitely a jammer here, Jared. Um, it's a it's a slow one, but I think it has like a, a pr- pretty cool beat to it, and uh, ah, definitely. I wouldn't really yeah. call it a slow one. It's interesting that you say that. I mean, it's not like a banger, like a. But I certainly, I right. don't know if, I don't know if I'd call it like slow. But maybe that's just me. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just You're found good. it interesting that you thought that. I guess I never maybe it's mid tempo. Yeah, like it's, I mean, it's the a groove. beat itself is it's a, a groove, little bit slower. like it's a groove. But yeah, I, yeah I, okay, I gotcha. And yeah, and Masego is actually an American. I think also has Jamaican. Um, I think so. Descent. Um, and yeah, it's it's a great song. Kind of talks about like turning off his phone when he gets somewhere new, which I think is always good. Kind of, you know, we've talked about maps off a little bit. Yeah, you know, where you can really kind of uh, be in the moment wherever you may be traveling. Also, it's expensive. The- Maybe he just didn't get the ten dollar, you know, European plan while you're there mm. in Europe, and he's and, he, and he's like, wow, my my phone's been roaming for twenty minutes, and I already owe the phone company a thousand dollars. Right. What I like about this song, though, Jared, is that the lyrics are not like this song isn't like flexing or about like bragging. Even one of the lines in the song, Jared, he says, uh, so I saved up to change my life, which I'm assuming he means, you know, he was stacking that paper, saving Mm -hmm. his money. Mm -hmm. Because let's be honest, uh, traveling isn't cheap and it's certainly not free. Uh, yeah, it's certainly sure. not like the hose in different area codes vibe. It's right. more like he's more like, no, travel is important. <laughs> right. Right. And he's got his passport and he's been searching. He's been working. That's what yeah. he says. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I just like the kind of different vibes to it. He sings in Japanese for a little bit, which is yeah. pretty interesting to hear as well. It sounds mm-hmm. cool. Like a nice flow to it. Um, it's a good song. So, yep. so good check choice, it out. Chad. Uh, thank you. Check it out on our uh, Song of the Pod playlist, which I'm uh, dropping it right there now. Uh, check it out. It's definitely a good one. Uh, Passport by Masego. You won't be disappointed. Uh, all right, Jared. So to uh, recap today's episode, uh, I think some of the countries with the strongest passports, obviously Germany is a big one. Um, Japan can is definitely another big one. Um, Singapore for the last couple of years has also been pretty high up there. 
Um, the U.S. also, Jared, used to be pretty high up. Uh, COVID has definitely mm-hmm. changed things quite a bit. Uh, By the same way, with Sweden, the UK. And Finland, and Spain are high up there too. Those are they are those are right below Germany. A and, lot, uh, a lot of the EU countries right now are are topping the list. Right. But what's so fascinating to me about passports in general, Jared, is depending on the country where you're from and that country's relationship with other governments and other countries mm-hmm. will vastly influence your type of passport. So, for example, so do, you, mm-hmm. do you think that's why the that's what will benefit the EU countries so much and why theirs can stay relatively stronger? Because the EU has a relationship where they're probably not going to stop you from going to other EU countries. Right. Correct. Mm, yes interesting like you know i mean i remember friends from china and some of the people i met from uh some eastern um eastern european countries or even like former you know ussr countries um that had to get visas to even go to some places in the eu Mm -hmm. i remember a friend of mine uh he told me yeah i can't even go to france without a visa i have to get a visa um and uh, I forget where they were from now, but I think maybe Kyrgyzstan or Uzbekistan. Mm. Um, so a lot of those countries in kind of Central Asia, Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, you know, depending on um, where you're from, it really will influence the type of, uh, you know, can you just arrive without a visa, get what they call a visa on arrival. I will say generally, uh, like COVID aside, in normal circumstances, we are very lucky, very privileged here. There are a lot of countries we can go to for at least a month, if not 90 days, uh, which is really great. I mean, for travel purposes, really, um, unless you're retired, I would say 90 days is more than enough time to yeah. really enjoy a place um, for sure. and have a good time there. So, Oh, for sure. So, yeah. So uh, let us know, though, uh, what places you visited uh, with your passport power at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into our DMs on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one, um, where we also tweet out our episodes and other cool stuff as well. Um, and please check us out on Instagram. You can see clips, um, pics, all sorts of good stuff there, Untranslatable Podcasts. Spread and of love. course, let us know how we can make this podcast better for you, especially with five-star reviews on iTunes or Stitcher. Pleasure. And as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Diakuyame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dosvidanya. Boy's been cooking in the garage band kitchen, uh, working on some new tunes. Oh yeah. So, uh, what kind of what kind of tunes? Uh, a couple just kind of chord jams, a couple little riffs that uh, we might be able to even uh, toss in the podcast at some point. Okay. Got to polish them up a little bit, smooth out all the rough edges, you know. <laughs> sure, I understand. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. Crazy stuff. The weekend's almost over, Jared. I, I know. I tell you what, though. It was a great surprise this morning.